Hey everyone, welcome to Trust the Trail. We are your outdoor guides, Ariane Petrucci. And Scott Jamp. This is episode maybe 100. <laughs> <laughs> this is episode 100. 100 episodes of Trust the Trail podcast. And so we are live. We're live here at the Appalachian Trail kickoff at Amicalola Falls State Park in Tent City with um, some strangers sitting at our table. Um, and uh, no, they're actually really good people. And so we brought the van. We are doing our entire podcast off of solar. So this is what the thousands of dollars that we've put into the van <laughs> has come down to. <laughs> we a, this is the test is if that money has been <laughs> worth it. Yeah. So we are completely off the grid running our uh, audio mixer, laptops, cameras, everything um, from solar. So hopefully this will this is well this will be okay. Hopefully. So um, trust the trail, Scott Jan. Trust, trust the, the trail. trail. So we are um, it's a great, it's a beautiful evening, uh, beautiful weather. The sun was out all day and uh, it's gonna be a, a beautiful evening. We have a bunch of people in Tent City. We're gonna have people stop by the table and tell us why they're hiking the Appalachian Trail. Um, and we have some guests at our, uh, with us. So let's just kind of go around and introduce yourself. Hi, everybody. I'm Ken. Um, I guess I'm aspiring through Riker, uh, coming up to Amicola, to uh, High Springer uh, Mountain uh, Thursday, come back yesterday, and just staying for the festivities. Very cool. Yeah. Absolutely. Going home tomorrow, back to work Monday, unfortunately. Very cool. Hey everybody, I'm Jeff. Um, actually came up here today, this morning, actually with my dog Maggie. I've had her for about six months and uh, just want to come on out here, be a part of the community out here, kicking off the 2019 season of the AT hike. Um, been felt very welcomed by all the hikers out here, not just through hikers, but the section hikers as well. And um, I'm going to try my best to, by the end of this year, turn Maggie into a great trail dog. <laughs> and hopefully here soon, within the next year or two, maybe we're going to go all the way to Kadadan together. Well, so. she's already got the backpack on. She already looks like a backpacker. Yes, sure. yes. She, she's ready to go. Um, I think she needs to pull her own weight. As of uh, today, though, her... Uh, weight wasn't too pole today, but she did pull a lot of pets, a lot of um, hugs today from yeah. a lot of the hikers wow. out there today. <laughs> That's awesome. It, she's uh, she's definitely my favorite for sure. Um, I've had her pretty much snuggled up by my side this entire time. Uh, pretty cute little pup. Um, so we're gonna get her trail ready. That's awesome. Very very cool. So what do you think? Uh, what do you think of the ATKL this year? Uh, I think it's going pretty good. Um, I've been to three seminars today. Um, you know, great speakers. Bill Bryant was one of them. He uh, talked about the state of the trail and, you know, how the impact is, uh, you know, pretty significant. Now they're trying to, you know, put in good sound, uh, uh, I don't know if legislation or policies are in place to keep things going for our children and grandchildren and everybody else. So. Are there sections of the trail that are in better shape than other sections? Uh, you know, he talked primarily about the Georgia section uh, that the he's kind of involved with. So uh, uh, I can't answer that, honestly. Gotcha, gotcha. What other seminars? 
uh, I, I listened to uh, well Odie spoke last night he had I've heard it several times I forget what they what they kind of calls that speech but uh, one of the things he talking about trail uh, maintenance so he had he talked about a uh, a plan that took like 15 years to to do that uh, you know that just got completed so these these they have long-term plans for the trail and uh, they added some mileage to it. Obviously, the guy this morning was saying that they had most like 20, 2192 was the oh, really? official mileage now. So well, we'll be going all the way up to, through Canada pretty soon. Oh yeah. I, I think they'd like. I think they would like to take that trail. Or I think Baxter State Park would like to <laughs> reroute that trail through Newfoundland probably. There was one guy that was sitting in the audience. He said. Uh, about going south, he says, "Is there any plans to go to Alabama with it?" And everybody kind of laughed about that. You know, it's like, uh, no, no, no plans to do any significant, significant additions. But uh, it's it's pretty interesting. They another seminar I went to was on um, dehydrating backpacking food. Uh, Judy Gross from uh, Lightheart Gear. She she did uh, that. I came last year. She did the same presentation, but very useful. Uh, you know, knowledge of, you know, how to how to do a backpacking trip and not have to rely on, you know, the mountain houses or whatever. To, uh, yeah, you know, absolutely. Yeah, and, they, and she had, like, little uh, samples for everybody to, you know, take, uh, passed out to everybody. It was a room full, probably 100 people. Look, that, um, so I was hungry earlier. I should have been up there to grab the samples. <laughs> I, I missed I missed lunchtime on that one. Well, Lighthearted Gear comes every year. I mean, they come every yeah. single year. They came out when they don't they didn't need to come out. They were I mean, they were just starting. And I'm very, really impressed with those guys. They always make the effort to come out every single year to to kind of you know congratulate or welcome or say good luck to all the through hikers it's, it's really cool that they do that wendy had lighthearted gear uh, la uh when you hiked with her yeah on. she did stormy yep yeah good, she liked it good gear yeah. good gear sets up well on a mountaintop with uh you know 90 per mile winds <laughs> you know i was wondering what that smell was that comes down. It's the brakes, people's brakes <laughs> yeah, coming yeah. down the like, hill. I hope that yeah. wasn't the yeah. solar equipment. Yeah I, that's, uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I know this is a test, uh, <laughs> test more on the right. day. Right, I, I'm, I'm, I'm very sensitive to like burning smells, you know, with the with the 12 volt system and everything else. And I know it works, but when you when you when you smell that, but that's brakes. I smell this a third time today. I smelled people the smell coming down. smell of burning rubber, and that's not hiker rubber either. That's, that's not the, the bottom of the soles of people's shoes. Well, it's, if you, it's everyone coming down that steep mountain. Yeah, if you've been to Amicalola State Park and you go up to the lodge or the camping area, you have quite the um, the steep grade yeah, you're, you're coming spot. down. Yeah. yeah, and it's quick and it's fast, mm. and you, you really drop down within a mile. And you're probably hitting those brakes. And, and every time I smell that, I got away. I'm like, oh, that's brakes. <laughs> so what about you? Like, what what was you what did you do today? Well, um, got up here this morning, and Maggie and I, we went ahead and got on the trail and hiked on up to the lodge to check out the vendors up there. And very impressed with, you know, there was a lot to choose from, many different vendors up there. I got, you know, some... I got some new gear, so a little, you know, happy with that. Um, 
So, you know, like I said, there was not just through hikers on the trail today, a lot of section hikers, a lot of um, just families coming out to check the falls out here, you know, today. And um, one thing I wanted to mention was, uh, I know like today's to kick off, you know, for the through hikers and everything, but I've noticed that starting here at Amicalola um, is the, you know, starting of the trailhead. Uh, Springer Mountain Trailhead, but um, for those who section hike, if you ever wanted to just get a little bit away from the crowds, the BMT, the Benton Mackay, mm -hmm. it's just right here. And right. Like my son and I did this, well, did last year, 2018, we kind of um, intertwined that a little bit in some of our section hikes up here, you know, and kind of got a little bit more into the backcountry with that. If you, you know, want a little bit of solitude, you can do that as well and kind of, um, alleviate some of the crowds on the beginning of the AT season. Have you ever gone up to the Big Frog Wilderness on the BMT? Oh, I have not, but I've heard <laughs> about that. And it, yeah, I, I, you, I have not. You would, it, it's really beautiful. It goes, it kind of skirts through the Cahutas a little bit. Yeah. And then you can go straight up, uh, right up to Big Frog Mountain. Oh, okay. And there's some campsites up there. Yeah. Um, but go in spring. We did it in summer one time, and the overgrowth on the trails, <laughs> we needed a sickle almost. Oh, yeah. To get through Doing the trails. Doing some bushwhacking, getting on the trail there. I mean, yeah. You could barely see the trail. Wow. That's wow. how overgrown Big Frog can get sometimes. So, and it was, it's really funny because when you get through, when you're hiking on the, 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 um, the Benton Mackay, yes. there's, when you get to Georgia, there's a sign that says, okay, welcome to Tennessee. You're on the border, and the trail just goes straight up. <laughs> like, like, like Tennessee was like, ah, switchbacks, ah, forget it, forget it. Start losing some gear right yeah, there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, forget it. So, yeah, the BMTs are great, great trail. It's, it's just awesome. So, Ariane. What have you been doing today at the Appalachian Trail kickoff? I have been talking kickoff? to as many people as I possibly can, which is unique for me because usually I'm the one hermoning off to the side, um, away from the crowds, thus my name Solo. <laughs> 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 um, but it's really interesting. So the trail com connects you in so many different ways, and it's I I've never met anybody before who has been climbing while tearing their ACL as well. So uh, it's a very interesting conversation where it leads you and connects you with these people. Um, and so, you know, we have a similar story that got us talking. Um, and we are in a very similar situation. And because of it, he now, I mean, you, you started hiking because of the tear uh, climbing. And so we've got that in common. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Basically, um, I was rock climbing almost every weekend toward the ACL and it just kind of took me back home on the trail afterwards, kind of recuperating, you know, having the ACL um, getting stronger. It helped a whole lot. Um, and what better way to, you know, go ahead and rehab an injury um, than being outside doing it in the outdoors? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I love that about the trail. And this is the whole point of our 100th episode is not just the hikers that are connected to the trail, but the stories that are connected to the trail, the people that are supportive of the hikers, of the trail, the maintenance, the education. Um, it all becomes one 
and uh, it, it becomes the Appalachian Trail. And I, you know, what what better place but than the kickoff? Well, I mean, that's just like when we got here. So when we got here, um, the of course the first thing we see is this blue van, and it's a camper van. And so I go up to him and I, you know, introduce myself, and he goes, "Yeah, I've just done this long road trip in the desert uh, in Arizona." He goes, yeah, I was at Quartzsite. Do you know it? I'm like, yeah, we just left Quartzsite. And he's like, well, I was at this thing called the RTR. I was like, I was there at the RTR. <laughs> and so not only as an AT through hiker, but we were probably camping right next to him at the RTR. And then he lives in, he lives in Georgia. And then we met another guy who is, he, his tent is like right next to our table. Um, he lives in Cumming, Georgia, and he was a through hiker last year. So it's like the, the Appalachian Trail is, it's a very global, it's a very large mass of people that you are connected to once you really connect to the AT, right. don't you think? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's just like no matter where you go in this country or in this world, once you mention the Appalachian Trail, that person has either hiked it Six or they know about it. Six degrees of separation, that's all I have to say there. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I'm hearing a lot of different languages that I don't understand on the trails these days. I've met people from Australia, um, you know, um, some a father and his son came down from Japan just to hike the AT. Yeah, that's yeah, very cool. That's very cool. Um, I think the one year we were doing trail magic, uh, oh, man, this must have been, I want to say it was maybe eight years ago, seven years ago. It seems like every year there's a, a different culture on the Appalachian Trail, and for that for that year it was it was all the the service people that were coming home from mm. Afghanistan. I mean, it was service person after service person after service person that just wanted quiet. Mm. They, I think that was what like eight. Was I want to say it was eight years ago. Eight years ago, okay. and they were just. They just wanted to keep hiking, but they wanted some solitude. The next year, it seemed like it was teacher, retired teacher after retired teacher after retired mm. teacher. And so it seems like every year, and then I think in 2017, Ariane, when you were on there, it seemed like it was the year of the millennial. That, you know, that just like decided to get up off the couch and go hike the Appalachian Trail. Yeah, it definitely was. Because we we're like, so how did you learn? I just watched it on YouTube and I decided to hike it. It, was, you know, it just seemed like that was the culture. That was the Black Appalachian year. Yeah, and, and they just got out there with no hiking experience, no camping experience. And they just wanted to get outdoors and, and just, you know, casually hike the AT. So I, I think every year is, is just. It, the AT is just, um, you know, it just has that year, and every year's different. Everyone's experience is, you could hike the AT every year, and every year in your life it would be completely wow. different. Don't you think? Mm, I agree. Yeah, every year would be completely different. Um, so we, so the sun is going down, but it's really super, it, I mean, the weather's awesome. It's supposed to rain, I think, tomorrow, but we've got, um, yeah, we've got a lot of people. I'm going to go scrounge. I'm going to go scrounge around and get some people. So we have Bubbles has joined the Trust Trail podcast table. It's yes. good to see. And you were sitting next to Jason at Mountain Crossings. <laughs> yes. And um, I love Bubbles. She's very, very cool. So thank you for coming on our podcast. Yeah, thank you for inviting me. So, and I noticed you first because you had the Shire tarp tent. 
I it's the tarp tank con trail actually. Yeah. So it's like the older version of the pro trail, but it's a great tent. It is a awesome <laughs> tent. Um, and did you hike the did you hike the AT with that tent? Yeah, I threw hike southbound. It started June fifteenth. And I finished December 2nd, and I had the tarp tent con trail with me. So shout out to them for keeping me dry in the rain. <laughs> so you're so you're here now. Does that mean you're headed north? Oh, no. <laughs> but my friend over there is. He's, like, doing a little. He decided. He's like, I'm just going to go northbound. So yeah, that's I wish are. I could, but, yeah, maybe another day. More trails, more time. <laughs> yeah, a- absolutely. So um, we were... We were ta- I met the CEO of Six Moon Designs Gear in the oh, awesome. desert in Arizona. Wow. In a van. <laughs> and we start talking about gear and he start he starts telling me about all these gear manufacturers that have sat in the van and they oh, all wow. go hiking and Shire Tarp Tents one of them. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and it's like no wonder I love that tent so much. It's yeah. like they actually go out and use their their gear. They go backpacking in their oh, gear. Oh yeah, for sure. So I mean, Shire tarp tent. That I mean, I that's what I <laughs> recommend for everybody. I love that tent, man. Yeah, it, and everyone really like the buzz now is that tarp tent Aon Li or Lee, however you say it. Right. That is like competing with the Z packs, Hexamid. So there's definitely like competition. In the cottage industry, outdoor world of how can we make it lighter, better? People want to buy Cuban fibers all of the rage, so. I still don't think Z-Pack has been around long enough to be <laughs> to be truly tested. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> um, so what do you, um, you are you enjoying the, the ATKO? Oh, yeah. The ATKOF is awesome. Um, it's just been a blast meeting other thru-hikers from other years. It's super special. And... The southbound community is so small, so when you run into a southbounder, you just kind of band together. <laughs> you can, like, spot them out. <laughs> oh, that's for sure. For sure. Yeah. Well, why, how can you spot them out? <laughs> I don't know. You just, like, have vibes about people who went. You're a southbounder, south are you? I see yeah, it in you your can eyes. Tell. <laughs> no, it's one of those things that southbounders give nobos a hard time, and nobos give sobos a hard time. So it's just, like, loving, playful the, interaction. the <laughs> debate on which um, way is harder has never been. Uh, that's, it's that's, not been solved. It's not yet. been solved. So there's no resolution to that question. You always get a southbounder who'll say, "Oh, it's harder going south. It's harder going oh. south." No, I mean the whole trail is hard. Oh it's yeah. It's still the same mountains. I mean, yeah, you could like divide and subtract elevation gain for sobos versus nobos because some climbs are steeper than others going south or north it's, but it, at the end of the day you're like you it, know it's hard pennies. yeah it's right. hard it's it, it is what it is so. well the, the funny thing about it is that it doesn't make any difference whether you go north or south you still got to get to the trailhead and that's yeah. either climbing the approach trail oh, yeah. or climbing katahdin yeah and my <laughs> thing i always told myself like the whole day going up katahdin i was like the hardest thing was literally just getting here and it was like the thought that was running in the back of my mind because i was like Getting to Bangor, Millinocket, Maine? Right. Like, <laughs> what? Right. So it's like the hardest thing of thriving is not, it is getting there, but that entails for me, like, getting there in the sense that, like, you put everything on hold. Oh, you yeah. You got your stuff. You literally just, like, bit the bullet and did it. So, like, that is the hardest part of through hiking is, like, everyone's like, oh, one day. And it's like, there's never a right time to through hike the Appalachian Trail. 
Right. So the hardest part is literally just making that decision and deciding to dive in. No truer words have ever <laughs> been spoken than that. <laughs> the hardest part truly is, is letting it all go and just trusting that what it's your time, the here and the now, go for it, do it. Just yeah. enjoy. It's like that first white blaze you see on the trail. Oh my like, God. Oh my God I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm here. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's it's a it's pretty momentous to actually of all the crap that you have to do to actually get on the trail to say, man, I just have to hike it now. Yeah, literally <laughs> that's your only job is right. hiking as little or as much as you want to and talking yourself out of quitting when you feel that way. So that's your only job. That's a full time job out there, guys. Yeah. Full time job. <laughs> but full time, like <laughs> 14, 16 hours a day of just so hiking. And then you're hiking all day and you get to camp and everyone's talking about hiking. And it's like, you're, it's like working all day and going home and talking about work all day. So, right. Right. I mean, eventually you don't, you have other conversations, but everyone's still, we're still like, did you see that view? Did you see this? So there's still always like that convert, but it's our world, it's our life. So. And of course, yeah. and, and the five questions you get asked all the time when you're on the trail. <laughs> do you carry a gun? How much does your back weigh? <laughs> it's always what how much you does your back. How long have you been out here? <laughs> yeah, and where you Where'd you start from? Yeah. When did you start? How, how Which, close? Did you say shower? <laughs> yeah. how, how close should I get to this individual? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I hadn't thought about that. They're like, one. should I roll my windows down when I pick them up or not? I'm always wearing them. I'm like, roll them down now. <laughs> Before we even get in. Everyone's trying to size you up. Like, were you hiking? to today like where are you going oh yeah yeah like you know when did you start this morning what, what shelter did you well, leave I got, from like real passionate about it like when i would pass people i'd just be like i'm through hiking because so many people like depending on where i was either people knew i was a through hiker or did not know anything did you smell like a through hiker or not that's how you know <laughs> right oh yeah i mean when it it's rains every day too though yeah. it's like free showers so i mean pretty clean but yeah i mean in the shenandoahs everyone that passed us was like you're a through hiker and we were like yeah and then sometimes like we would like in the smokies people would just be like some lady looked at me and was like oh that's so smart we should have brought snacks and i was like this is my lunch <laughs> i was like real protective over my food i was like no lady these aren't snacks this is my food and we're right. on Klingsman dome on thanksgiving and i was like got real feisty <laughs> i was Step like away me. from the food yeah. oh that That's is so awesome. funny so yeah some people know you're a through hiker and some people are just like wow that lady has a lot of snacks with her that's so smart but you know what would you say <laughs> was probably one of the most empowering moments that you had on the trail? Oh, man. That, I mean, that's hard to answer. Yeah. I would say it wasn't a specific moment, but there were a lot of guys that I would hike with. And sometimes at the end of the day, they would tell me and my hiking partner, Highlight, who we met on our first day, they'd be like, I just can't believe y'all started alone and you're out here doing it and I'm like you're doing it like we just did the same thing every single day we end up at the same camp every night you know but he was he was just so impressed that like we were independent females yes. who were out there and everyone like yeah being a woman and hiking is right. such a small community you're one in ten but then when you're a southbounder you're even more of a <laughs> minuscule than that so it's like yeah I mean people don't see a lot of women so I would say like the encouragement from men who are like that's badass that's pretty cool. Yeah. That's pretty that cool. That was, like, just empowering overall. Do you, do you hear that? All of our women listeners, do you <laughs> hear that statement that was just said? Uh, and she's here, here in Georgia, and she did it. So I, I think yeah. that's, that's, that's really cool to hear. 
Yeah. I, I, I love the I love the trail community, the way they support each other and give you the, the exact encouragement that you need when you oh. don't even know that you need it. Yeah, for sure. Like I would pass, there was like a running joke. I kept passing women in the same color shirt as me and everyone <laughs> had a different color shirt, but it was like, it was clearly the trend that year was like a dark plum purple. And I would just like every day there was like more women and we I would just like pass them on the trail and like, especially during the bubble, like Vermont, New Hampshire, I would be so excited to see a female hiker. I'd be like, yes, because like all day as a Southbounder, you're passing 20 dudes a day. Most of them are like older and they're just like asking, you know, the questions of like, oh, you're a Sobo, where did you come from today? That kind of stuff. And you'd pass a woman, I'd just be like, yes. The big trail hug. But there was really like, and me and another hiker were talking about, there was a lot more females this year going Southbound. But it, even then the community, it's like, a small town neighborhood, everyone knows everyone. So you're like, you know, if there's a girl in front of you or behind you, cause people are talking about it naturally, yeah. but. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess, you know, like the whole bubble thing. Yeah. I, my, my first thought was like the South founders, do you guys really have a bubble? Yeah. Really? What is like three people? <laughs> <laughs> I would say people ask us this and um, it was, more of our own bubble uh, so with the southbounders you tend to like stick together with people because there's not right, many of right, us right, it's right, not right. like we're hiking through 20 groups of pe like 20 people a day there's well, just like, eight oh, of 70, us like yeah. right now probably right yeah so like if we would come across someone we'd be like we're taking you you know right. and like you just kind of band together that way so i would say a bubble as a southbounder is like six to ten people within a couple days of some other people. So yeah. like we were literally our own bubble. And yeah, we would come over and kind of take over a hostel, but it's an empty hostel and there's eight of us. Right. And we were like, this, it's ours, you know? Right, there's right, like right, that right, right. intimate feeling. But yeah, there was at any given time, two to three days ahead or behind us, there was another six to eight people. So that would be a bubble. But yeah. That's pretty <laughs> Much funny. Much smaller and cute. That's pretty funny. <laughs> um, when Ariane took off uh, was 2017, she there was probably 70 people. Oh yeah, at Hawk Mountain Shelter. I never, I can't even fathom that because my biggest day was like you know maybe in Vermont and there was like everyone sleeping like sardine shoulder to shoulder, cat dogging it, and there was like 12 of us in an eight person shelter. Yeah, but other than that, like I heard the Northbounder stories of being in the Smokies with 30 people in 20 tents. And that just like, that sounds, that sucks. Like I want to convince everyone to go southbound. That's my mission. <laughs> well, yeah, but I think, I think the southbound though, the, the cool thing I like about the southbound aspect of it is that you don't have a lot of room for error. And so yeah. like you're going into the hundred mile wilderness pretty quick. Uh, yeah, I mean, right away pretty much. <laughs> so there's not a lot of like, so like northbounders, like, there's a lot of room for air. Oh, yeah, I mean, they're cooking at that point, you know? Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's like every every mile there's, like, a forest road or there's, like, a, yeah. uh, you know, like, there's cars there or something. You're going to run into, if, if yeah. you want to get off the trail, you're, you can get off. Right. But when you hike southbound, you better, you well, better yeah, I mean, really get your gear going. I mean, you better really yeah. know. So I'm from Georgia, and I grew up, like, suction hiking here, and then I went to Maine and started in Katahdin, and 
you, like you're saying, we get to mile 116 before we have an option of quitting. Right. You get to Neil Gap 30 miles from right. Amicalola right. and 25% of people drop out. Right. right. And you're like, right. you just went like, give it another 30 miles. I know it's rained for three days, the three days right. you've been out here. Maybe, maybe that is the magical key, the option to get off. Right yeah, there. yeah, I think that I think you're right. I think that is absolutely. They're like it plays such a mental, such a mental toll. Yeah, I mean, your first week—that's the sorest you're literally ever gonna be. Right. Ever, like you just walked up seven hundred and something stairs. When so. did you start? What month? I started June fifteenth. Oh, so not only do you have that to deal with, <laughs> but you have the black flies that could actually pick you up and carry you away <laughs> off the trail. So, so you're already aggravated as hell yeah. because you know you're like, you know. I never saw Bugnet listed on the on my gear list. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> You're frantically trying because they they bite, man. I mean, they're oh yeah, you will just literally start bleeding, and you're like, did where did all this? And they're so tiny, but you would just look down and have like blood smeared. Yeah. All over yeah, you. Yeah. So you've got <laughs> that gross. whole issue. So okay, yeah, I may concede that the South Bounder may be <laughs> a little tougher at this point. I think you know. Yeah, I mean. Depending on your perspective and all kinds of things, there's they're like, yeah, you don't even have trail legs and you're doing katahdin. I threw up three times on my way <laughs> yeah. up katahdin. Thank yeah. you, AT Lodge, for your hash browns. Right, I should right. have not eaten those. So if you could see, she has the biggest smile on her face as she's saying all those. It's just one of those it's, memories. It is one of those memories. I love it. That is so funny. Thank you so much yeah, for thank being you. on our podcast. We really this is uh, awesome. Really super appreciate it and uh we're gonna go hunt down somebody else Hold yeah on. awesome <laughs> thank you okay cool so we are sitting with mr hiker yearbook himself huh, my Odie. Odie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. um i parked ne- i was telling you earlier um our paths have crossed a couple times i parked right next to you at mojo's in damascus in damascus around trail and, and it was down rain. pouring yes. rain yeah. and i wanted to talk to you then and but like People were just running for their lives. And when it <laughs> rains in Damascus, <laughs> there's not much else to do. I'm kind of a hard person to track down, too, because I move around a lot. I you know. know. I'm, but I'm, I'm a mover. But the school bus was right there. We were right next to you. Yes. And, if, and that year, that was when the parade got rained out. Mm-hmm. It just poured. It didn't get rained out because it rains on the hikers. Right. So right, the hikers right, right. were still in the parade. There may not have been anybody watching, right. but there was definitely a parade that year. Well, we scattered, and there's not that many places to scatter uh-huh. to in Damascus, and we all ended up at Mojo's Cafe right, right. with about like a 300 <laughs> right. people. I love Mojo's. <laughs> I love Mojo's. So um, you do the Hiker Yearbook. I do. The Hiker Yearbook is a photographic record of Appalachian and Pacific Crest Trail hikers. There's actually two books. So I do one on the Appalachian Trail, one on the Pacific Crest Trail. And what it is, people send in their pictures of them on trail during their long-distance hike to me. And then I produce, basically it's a high school yearbook, and it's but everyone that's attempting the long-distance hike. But the reason behind it is everyone gets a trail name. So Squirrel, Twinkle Toes, Aristotle, which is great, but you only know them by Squirrel, Twinkle Toes, and Aristotle. So when you get home and you Google Aristotle, some other guy pops up and you know so you can't find aristotle so what the yearbook does is it takes the picture and the trail name and the real name and the email address enabling the through hikers to actually reconnect after the trail that's very very cool so how long have you been doing it this is my sixth year sixth year sixth year yes i've been on the appalachian trail for five years on the pacific crest trail for one and this is the start of the sixth and the second wow very cool. so how long from idea to 
implementation did it take? Two weeks. Really? Um, yes, so the project has been building for six years and we're still working out some kinks. <laughs> but um, yeah, I had the idea because I knew, so Trail Days was coming up in 2014 after my hike in 2013. So I had the idea. I said, if we put out this picture book directory thing, then this class of hikers can reconnect. So I called a friend of mine and I said, I have this crazy idea. And uh, Nima, and she was like, oh my God, we should do this. So I called a friend of mine, Patchouli, and she went, got a hold of the festival at Trail Days. And of course they were like, no, the festival's in two weeks. There's no way you're getting a booth. So she found us a, um, a garage actually to set up our first hiker yearbook uh, photo shoot two weeks later. So then we went to Trail Days and we gave away a bunch of free candy and we were just like, hey, I got this great idea. You guys can reconnect after the trail if you'll just take the time to get your pictures made. And uh, here's some candy. Because <laughs> everybody wants candy. Everybody wants candy. <laughs> so, um, Good incentive. Yeah, so then after the Trail Days, we had a bunch of photos and no idea how to make a yearbook. Matter of fact, a guy came up to me at Trail Days that year and he said, oh, you must have been in the yearbook staff. And I was like, no, but that would have been nice. <laughs> so um, anyway, we literally Googled, how do you make a yearbook? And <laughs> Google's amazing. Yeah, amazing. Google's amazing. It's amazing. Once you've done a long distance hike, you kind of feel like you can do anything. Yeah. So, oh, absolutely. So that's absolutely. kind of the passion we put behind it. Like, we don't know how, but we know we can. Right. So we're going to get there. And um, put the book out the first year. We sold 40. Um, two to my mom, actually. <laughs> and uh, and then I kept, I kept running out of books because we were starting to sell a little more. We, we only ordered so many. So I kept having to steal from my mom the books that she bought so that I could send them to other customers. And then I get new books in the mail and then give mom her book back. So she got like um, got swapped out a few times the first couple of years. The story behind the scenes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. But um, yeah, so then the second year there was a book and everyone really loved it. And um, now we got in over two thousand people in oh, uh, wow. in last year's book. And then um, on the Pacific Crest Trail we got over nine hundred and twenty-three. And we're preserving the history of the trail. We're preserving those that are that are doing the hiking experience for that year and. We highlight different trail clubs and work crews and things yeah. like that. The important stuff. Right. So I consider myself to be a historian. Well, um, I, I did in 2003. My, the yearbook would have been black and white, I think, when I did it. It oh. probably put like old school uh, pictures. But I, I, I looked through the yearbook today. It looks really good. I Thank mean, it you. looks really, really good. I love that you have Leave No Trace in there. Yes, yeah. And Seven principles of Leave No Trace. And some of the stories in there were, it was just, it's really, really put together well. People ask how I find the featured stories. So every couple of pages we feature a hiker or things like that, but I don't find them. They just kind of find me. Um, we featured the oldest person to ever complete a through hike in 2017. Um, he was uh, um, 82 years old. So, he, you know, those, those stories, they just kind of like come to the surface and, and hikers will send in emails like, oh, you need, to, you need to do a story on this guy or that guy. And we feature trail angels and um, the oldest hostels on the trail. I'm trying to get them every year. Who is the oldest hostel on the trail? The oldest hostel on the trail right now that we know of would have to be, um, oh, I'm trying to think of the name of the hostel. It is in Hot Springs and it is, um, now I feel really bad. Because oh, this hostel was a hostel before the Appalachian Trail. Oh, Heart. The, the Heart. Well, no, it's not no, Laughing Heart. It's not Laughing it's, Heart. It's okay. not Laughing Heart. It's um, Sunnybank <laughs> Inn. <laughs> Sunnybank Inn is the hostel, actually. It's Sunnybank Inn. Okay. And so Sunnybank Inn was a hostel before 
the Appalachian Trail for people that were uh, going through the town. Oh, cool. So when the Appalachian Trail came through Hot Springs, um, it just continued being a hostel. So therefore, I would have to say that's the oldest. Okay, very cool. That's very, very cool. I did not. I, I can't not do name that. recollection either. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so I would have to say that this yearbook is probably far more popular than any high school or uh, like I'm changing the way people look at yearbooks yes I I think you (laughs) technically you are and it's now I think it because it's associated with something so personal to people rather than Mm -hmm. things they're forced to do right um, this is I think you really have changed the the game for yearbooks in general I I hope so. so cool high school step up your game yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's really the same yeah. old yearbook. It hasn't yeah. really changed yeah. at all. So are you going to do a yearbook staff? Did you do the yearbook staff photos? Um, I have I thought about doing a yearbook staff as far as, like, featuring uh, workers and, and uh, shuttle drivers and you things should. like that. Like, you like Trails community staff. That you would should. be a neat, neat page for yeah, sure. Yeah, absolutely. Get Ron's in the shuttle. Uh, <laughs> yeah. get, get all the shuttle people. Yeah. I think that would Tom, be Tom, really who's cool. been uh, ridge running down here for, you oh. know, forever ever I, yeah. I don't even know how long yeah i'm not saying he's old or anything but he's pretty old <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think that would be really i think that would be really cool the, the added element for sure so uh-huh. for so how do people get the book i, I mean, am and, so and googleable so the, so the yearbook isn't just for through anybody i mean that's mm-hmm. it, it's for anybody yes um I would hope that there's people out there uh, collecting them. I started in 2014, and I know a few people that have every edition, but it's kind of a pop art type thing that's going to, um, you know, 100 years from now, people are going to be looking back at these. Yeah. So um, I hope that more people are buying them than are just in it, but um, the, uh, the, the project is basically self-supporting, and um, if you go to hikeryearbook.com, you can, uh, there, you can make donations or you can buy the book there, but that's how the hikers that are on trail upload their own photos. So that's all I have to do is say, uh, Google Hiker Yearbook. <laughs> very, very cool. I want to ride on the van. Google me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and so your your bus, the schoolie, is almost right behind our, our van. Yeah, um, the Hiker Yearbook school bus. That's so. got Just alone, that's got to give you um, notoriety because almost every kid in the park today went right to your bus. We're straight to the bus. <laughs> it's such a friendly place. You know, it's a 1987 school bus. And it served in Nashville as a as a, a school bus, handicap um, provided bus. And then once it retired from the school system, a church bought it, and the church ran it for a while, and then they sold it, and then now it's on a spiritual journey. So it, it has got a formal education, spiritual education, and now it's on a spiritual journey. It is fully converted. The inside is cedar, and I have a queen size bed in it, which is funny because my house during the during the winter time only has a twin size bed, so my school bus has a bigger bed. But um, it's a full mobile office on wheels, very cozy. I have um, curtains in the windows and such. And top speed, 55 miles an hour, eight miles to the gallon. And that's if I'm going downhill with the windows rolled up. <laughs> well, I, I think the, my favorite part of the bus is all the stickers on the back of it. Yes, I, I mean, like that's a well. You can always tell a well-traveled mm-hmm. automobile. By the stickers. By the stickers. By the stickers on Check the Check out the inside, because on the inside cedar, the Appalachian Trail has stamps at all the hostels and all the, the major stores along the way or whatever. They'll have a little stamp with their name, and that way you can get a passport. And if you buy the AT passport, it gives money to the ATC. So it's just a program for them, but you get these stamps. So the inside cedar has um, about 100 stamps 
Oh, that's it, awesome. Saying that the bus has actually been in these parking lots along oh, the Appalachian oh, very Trail. Very cool. Very, yeah. very, very cool. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, man. You know, the cool thing about the yearbook is that if you, if you, I mean, everyone looks for inspiration to do something that they're really dreaming big about. And the Appalachian Trail through hike is a big a, dream. It's a big dream. Get the yearbook. Yes. If you are not inspired, look. Yeah, go through it. Go through it. And if look you can't at, afford it, call me. I'll give you one. <laughs> and, and look Careful at. Careful what you say. <laughs> I can't. I can't actually do that. We only print so many. I can't even afford to print that, that many. <laughs> but, but it's so true. When you flip through those pages, it, it it's very it takes, inspiring. It's so inspiring. It takes Thank inspiration you. to an Thank entirely you. different realm. It connects you. This trail is changing lives. It Absolutely. really is. And um, yeah. the funny thing about the yearbook is the way that it's read is, so it's a book of pictures, but if you put the book in the hands of a hiker who was on trail that year, they open it and they immediately begin to tell stories. Oh, this hiker at this hostel at this time, and it was pouring down rain and this, the mouse attacked us, you know, and just like right. whatever. But the stories come out of the memories. So it's like a prism. They send me all of their pictures and things like that, but the light goes out from there to millions and millions yeah. of stories. Yeah. Well, so, thank, thank you, you so guys. much, man. I really this super appreciate it. Finally, after following you, I think for two or three years on the road, seeing your bus at different Appalachian Trail events, events or in Damascus them, yeah. uh -huh. or up the trail. Yeah. Finally, uh, I get it's to been great see to the bus. Down, I get to yeah, see the man yeah. who's driving the bus. Yeah. So thank you so much, man. Really super appreciate great, it. Great, great. Love you guys. Thank you. All right. We have one of the most exciting people here sitting at our table. Her name is Vagabond. She has moved 62 times. Did you just say uh, a true vagabond at heart? So uh, here she is. Welcome. Thank you. And, and I liked it when we were interviewing Bubbles. You you looked over and said, "I'll talk to you about a different perspective of the trail." <laughs> and I go, "Okay, she's got something to say." Yeah, for sure. <laughs> she she was listening in, and she's like, "I've got something really important to say." Uh, so tell us a tell us about your journey. Now, Bubbles was talking about hiking now. I started hiking the trail in 1977. No lightweight gear. No, you had the Boy Scout manual. And if I can mention, Colin Fletcher's Complete Walker. was the Bible? <laughs> wow. That's so and funny. That's a long time ago. Yes. And we all carried 45, 50-pound packs because we had to. Not because we wanted to. Oh, That's right. All you had. My first hike on the AT was going from Rockfish Gap up to Skyland. And all I did was follow the boots in front of me. I had no idea you were supposed to follow white blazes. Nobody <laughs> knew about the trail that I was with. We just found a trail and hiked. Second hike, I took my kids in the snow a month later. We wore rain boots that the kids wore to school. We begged, borrowed, and stole any kind of camping gear we could. Third hike, I had been to a little bitty camping store in a parking lot across the street from Military Mall in Virginia Beach, Virginia. And they sold me a book that was probably six inches wide and about four inches high and it screwed together with two screws. <laughs> <laughs> if you wanted the changes, you wrote Harper's Ferry, and they sent you the pages, and you took the book apart and put the book back together again. Oh, that's crazy. 
wow. and you had to have the maps that go with it because it was presented more as what the data books are versus AWOL's book or Gut Hooks or any of that. This is before cell phones. You didn't make a call home unless you reached a town. Yeah, I can imagine. And there were times when I was told to get the blue blazes off the trail because I hadn't called home. <laughs> and, and and the trail didn't even start at Amicalo in 77. No, it, was, it started at Mount Oglethorpe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it did. I came up about 1980 and just to go up to Springer. I wanted to be on Springer on my birthday, which is March 30th, so it's coming up. Oh, very cool. And we walked up on the 29th, slept with all the people that were starting, and oh, did I want to be with them <laughs> so bad. And I woke up, and they found out it was my birthday, so I had all of them. They sang happy birthday to me. So how's, how do you think the trail has changed since 77? The, the trail itself hasn't changed only through reroute. The people on the trail have changed. The gear has changed. The almighty god of the electronics oh, yeah. has. Yeah. In some ways, it's very good because more people can be out because more people can relay back home that they're safe. Yeah. Okay, so it makes it accessible to more people because of the electronics. But also because of the electronics, they tend to walk with their electronics in their hand and, okay, I'm here, you know, with the GPS. Right. And, okay, I'm up there, and they are not taking in the beauty of what they're looking at. And they're making it more of a, I've got to do these miles. Trail really does connect so many different walks of life, yes. so many age range gaps, so many so so much and it connects it and it's, it it's one of the very few things in this world that connects us to that degree yep I, I, so I totally beautiful. agree well thank you so much vagabond thank You're you welcome. thank you thank you for coming on and sharing your love for the trail oh, it's 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 it. a it's I beautiful I know. <laughs> probably the best love affair <laughs> ever uh, thank you marriage. <laughs> <laughs> better than my marriage <laughs> Thank you so much. You're <laughs> so very cool. Um, so you guys have been kind of next to us all day. Yeah. Best camper van ever. I don't know. You guys kind of got me beat. Oh, you guys got know, a hot man. water heater, man. Well, it, it, it might only last like seven I, gallons, but you got a hot water heater. I don't know, man. Beat. I mean, yours looks spread out. You got a big screen TV. That's okay in my book. Yeah. <laughs> I do got a little extra headroom, but. So go ahead, introduce yours. Go ahead and introduce yourselves. Uh, my name's Dylan. On the trail, I go by the Tramp. Uh-huh. And this year I'm starting out. My name's Kat. I start on Monday and I'm going to try to through hike it. What's Monday's date? The 4th. 4th. Well, congratulations. Thank you. That is awesome. So tell us a little bit about, like, what made you? I mean, that's a crazy idea to through hike the Appalachian Trail. So people have been asking me that question for about four months now, ever since I kind of decided that I was going to do this. Um, my best answer is why not like it's perfect timing for me i don't have any kids i'm not married i'm not in a relationship i'm actually not graduated from college yet so i plan on going back after i'm done but i'm from texas and nothing in texas is really holding me there right now so i just figured it'd be a great time i learned about the trail last year actually i got invited by someone that i didn't know on facebook 
to go hike for a couple of days before trail days. I showed up, I met people, and I fell in love with it. So I just decided that this was right for me. Very cool. We just drove through Texas. It is a god-awful long state to drive through. <laughs> yeah. Um, we actually have a cool story about that, if you wanted to hear. I just <laughs> met Dylan um, yesterday, and we got was hooked it yesterday? up on... No. Two days ago. Two days ago. On Facebook, we have a mutual friend who said, hey, my friend is coming from California, he's from Florida, he's coming through Texas, and he can possibly give you a ride. So I messaged him, and I was like, hey, that'd be great. You know, pick me up wherever, I'll meet you. I'm from Temple, and he picked me up in Dallas. We got in the car, I met him at about 11.30 at night, and I said, how far have you been driving today to get here? And so he pulled it up on his GPS, and we started driving and talking and was, weren't really paying attention, and he drove the wrong way for about two <laughs> hours and 15 minutes until I saw a sign that said Abilene. And I was like, no, where are you taking me, stranger? Like, you're gonna Stranger danger, to stranger danger. Yeah. So we drove for four hours and 30 minutes around just trip, to get back to just square to one. Just to get back to Dallas, um, but yeah, it is a very long state to drive through. So that day so. was 1,269 miles, and my my question was like, you just got into a van with a van, not not just a car or anything like a, ske a sketch a, a sketch van, yeah, uh, like blue van, I might add. Yeah, and then like you get in a car with a stranger, and you don't pay attention to where you're going, like that's on you. <laughs> So, you know, uh, uh, no, <laughs> trust the trail has already begun for this right. one. <laughs> I would say she's trusting it immensely. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, um, absolutely. I, it's very interesting. I, you guys, you wouldn't know that you just met two days ago because you guys are so supportive of each other, helping each other out, you know, holding your hand through the whole process of trying to get you trail ready. I, I, I love this community. I love the trail community to see the support from a complete stranger to another stranger. He's my biggest fan right now. Yeah. I That's don't what it's know all about. a lot of people back home that know anything about the Appalachian Trail or Appalachian. <laughs> I'm from Texas, so Appalachian. And, um, you know, I just, I think it's really cool to meet people and bond with them instantly. I'm looking forward to that all for the next six months. Well, one of the things I liked what you said is you've already gone out there and you did 45 miles of... From Fox Creek to Damascus, Virginia. Yeah, see, and that's the thing to do. I mean, you know, I think that's the smart thing to go out there and test your gear, get a feel for it, because, it, you know, we, we meet and we'll probably... If we went up there right now, we, we'd probably be at... Um, I don't know what's the first camping place other than uh, Hawk Springer, Mountain or Hawk something. Mountain or something. Where you find you people, get? I've never been on the app. This is my first time on the trail, my first time backpacking, my first time using my gear, and so we're inspired by you saying I actually went out there to get to a test. Yeah, to get a good feel about it. Yeah. The good news is, is that the approach trail is a lot shorter than the distance he took you. <laughs> Lost. Yes, so. <laughs> if I made it through that, I could make it through anything. Yeah, right. it was seventy dollars <laughs> worth of lost gas. No, it was almost one hundred and forty dollars worth of lost gas yeah, that time. Way. Yeah, seventy-one way. We were almost out of gas by the time we realized that we were in the wrong spot. Now, I, I would say maybe you weren't so prepared to go the proper way <laughs> towards this event, but um, I give it up to you because you have done your homework. Uh, we did two pack shakedowns today. Um, cut some weight. Cut some weight out. Like five pounds at but least. But 
for somebody who's new to hiking, uh, I, I was I was truly impressed by your ability to cut down your weight from the beginning, and that's what I find so beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, I really appreciate you guys' help on looking at my stuff. You know, I kind of waited until the last minute, actually, to do that, but I'm glad I got uh, some information about, you know, what you would do versus what you would do, and it, it really helped, so thanks. Yeah, we had a male pack uh, shaker down, and then we got a female shaker so, down, and so that works far better. <laughs> the funniest part about the shakedowns is the fact of the matter when she said, I wish she would have given me the shakedown. That's why I got the second shakedown. It's exactly why. I could tell him, mm, I'm going to keep it. And then as soon as she was talking to me, I was like, okay, you're probably right. <laughs> you know, but I'm just chopped liver, so. <laughs> I'm, I find uh, your budding relationship to be absolutely beautiful. So uh, words of advice for her on the trail and, and to all of our listeners as well. Just get out there. Absolutely get out there. Test your metal. Um, I can say the best piece of advice that was given to me, and I love to pass this down, is don't quit on your best day. Don't quit on your worst day quit on the day that you've got nothing else to quit nothing else to give and you'll never quit that's really cool that's good advice absolutely i think one of the favorite my favorite things that i've heard actually was not necessarily advice but really inspirational which was just like push yourself because you're doing this for all the people that can't yeah. there's tons of people that give back to the community and they do trail magic and they just love the hikers so much and they're all in all these towns along the trail just to help out because they can't do it yeah, and a lot of the times it's main. I see a lot of the trail angels that are out here. the The only reason why they do it is because they get, they get, they're happy to do it. Yeah, they you know, get that love. And they they give get that exactly, love. exactly, and that's what the trail is about. It's it's one big family. It's the longest community in the world. It's two thousand one hundred ninety two this year. Point yeah. yeah, I heard they added some miles. Oh yeah, you get some, we got some new switchbacks in Virginia. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it literally is. It's the longest community in the world, and it's the longest tight knit community in the world. No, I've never found another place where, I mean, other than some of the van life groups that I didn't know existed, but I've never found another place that you you just feel home. It's it's unbelievable. I think it's 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 because once you've done it, or and even a large section of it, not even through hiking it, but once you've really been out there, man, you've been tested. Yeah, I mean, you really know adversity. You really understand what it's like to be, you know, the only control you really have is on the AT is what you carry and what if you're going to keep going or not. Yeah. Yep. You know, that's the only choice. But, you know, really, you're, you don't really have a lot of control. And I think that's the one thing uniquely that I found personally anyway was very refreshing um, because until you get out there, you really do feel like you have a sense of control over stuff, but Mother Nature really tells oh, you she'll quickly. Oh, she'll whip you in shape, yeah. Yeah, real quick. You you walk in the rain, and the rain isn't bad anymore. You know, like, the thing is, like... It's a free shower at that it, point. Yeah, but it is a free shower. <laughs> it is a free shower. But the thing is, is, like, you will never, like, when you go to, like, a, you know, grocery store, and it's pouring rain, right? Once you through hike, you don't care. Like you're the only person walking through the parking lot. Not running. Not running. And you're just like, huh? And you're like, it doesn't. It's just it. You know, where you see everyone panic. Oh my God, it's raining! <laughs> you know, I think I think that's what one of the things that through hike changes. It's like, it's like, it's gonna be okay. 
Yep. Everything is gonna be fine. Above all else, you're gonna you're gonna be all right. Yeah. And yeah. The, that that's another part about like the community itself is that I did I honestly truly did not expect that when you come out here that no matter what even if it's day one of you meeting somebody they have your back unless they're going back to California two hours in the wrong direction <laughs> <laughs> right, 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 right. then well, maybe not so much your back, I mean I'm you not from Texas <laughs> so I'm just gonna put this out I'm not from Texas I don't really know the highways it was dark when we got back on we we passed signs for two hours and fifteen minutes that could have proved that we were going in the wrong direction. Was, that's all oh, I gotta say. Cisco, they have another Cisco up here. Oh, Abilene, that's wrong. We gotta turn around. Out of nowhere, out of nowhere, she goes, "We're going the wrong way," and I'm like, <laughs> "Yeah, you're funny." Exact words, like exactly oh, yeah. like that. Like right, the wrong way. But now you guys have instilled a trust with each other. I think oh, it's, it's a, a beautiful, beautiful thing. thing. It, it truly is. Um, but you know what's coming though. Like next time you guys do the road trip, and you say, "Oh, I got it. I know where I'm going." You know. Yeah. So that's the joke. That's Every gonna come up day, again. Yesterday and today, I say Georgia, right? If you we if we turn Georgia. the GPS on, it's Georgia, right? <laughs> so. Yeah. Very we just cool. Met a dog named Georgia. And I turned to the owner and I said, Georgia, Georgia right? right? And yeah. she's like, yeah. And I was, I laugh and, and I was like, Georgia, right? And she's like, yeah. And <laughs> well, don't worry, cool. it's an inside joke. <laughs> <laughs> so it is, it is Georgia. We so, do start in Georgia. So the, the other thing about this is like within what, two days, I kind of feel like, like I told her earlier, I was like, don't be surprised. Within 20 years, we'll still be friends, still friends yeah. and we'll I still totally talk. And we'll, that's what I'm out here for. That is my answer. Why am I here? For good people. I want to be around good people and do good things. Well, good good luck. I mean, really, super, super good luck on, on your hike. You. I wish you all the best. Um, you know, you have friends for life once you get on the trail. So um, just, just wish the best, man. I mean, get up there and do it, you know. I know. You've got the look in your eye. She's got the look in her she eye. Does. It's she determination. Does. Yeah. So now after this, after you gave her, I'm going to like throw her under the bus here. After we left and we went into town, she's like, I feel good. Like I'm, I feel good about this now. It's like because we got rid of her pajamas. And the deodorant. Did and she the get, deodorant. Did she oh, get rid the of the deodorant? Right. Uh, did you actually ditch it? On me now. No. Yes, I ditched it. I smelled it one last time. And it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a beautiful thing to give it up. Um, but uh, no, there's no, I, I, We're I not picking. think that ultimately it's the support around you that you'll pull from when you're out there and when you need it the most. So uh, deodorant or no deodorant. You're still going to be loved. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks, you guys. Really appreciate it for Hey, you thanks for having in. us. Yeah, we really absolutely. appreciate it. And uh, I hope to see this van out there courtside January, right? Absolutely. So, and there's Miss Janet. Oh, my gosh. Oh, hello, well, look Ms. at you. Janet. Come on in the hot seat. This is awesome. You guys have got this awesome. So this is so cool. Miss Janet is sitting at our table. This is so cool. Well, Miss Janet, I mean, I stayed at our hostel in 2003. It was wet, soggy. We were just laughing about it because I wanted to quit. Probably I wanted to quit a thousand times before that. And you gave me a little kiss on the cheek, and you are just like, it's going to be okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, and I'm ever glad since that then, that I, you. I just look up to you and I'm like, 
you know, if it, if she just didn't pat me on the back, maybe I would have quit. I don't know what would have happened. <laughs> I don't know. The magic of Miss Janet. <laughs> and then at trail days, I remember one of your, your van was there, and you were having everyone sign your van. Oh, okay. And I ran to that van awesome. to get my signature on there before it was completely taken up you yeah. know and i think i ended up getting like a little tiny <laughs> tiny spot by the front <laughs> driver's side fender it was like the k803 <laughs> you know and i was just awesome. so excited so pretty pretty uh excited to have you you know that, that i probably table. still have that signature do you really i don't have the van because every van gets recycled into the next version of my vehicles and i've had six of those vans so the one that i had in 2003 when i had to take it to the great recycling heaven. I took pictures of every square inch of that oh, van. Really? Of oh, all cool. the paintings, of all the drawings, all the signatures and footprints and That's stickers cool. and everything. So I may still have it. You know, I'll, and speaking of the picture, I, I'll show you, um, I still have a Happy Hiker coffee cup. You know, remember the Happy Hiker in Gatlinburg? Yes. I still have their sticker that I bought. Good, got my Polaroid photograph yes. taken at that height, and I bought a little mm -hmm. coffee cup, and I got one of their stickers, and it said uh -huh. the Happy Hiker. Do you know how long it took me to realize that that was a marijuana leaf on the sticker? <laughs> oh no, I didn't know that it was. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I don't I, think I have that one. I had that sticker for ten years <laughs> until someone said, "Do you know that's a marijuana leaf on there?" Right? I'm like, I "It's the happy, the happy Hiker." I wonder. <laughs> I wonder if they knew that. <laughs> no, I don't know. It's the Happy Maybe Hiker. Maybe they just liked a pretty green leaf yeah. and put it on their sticker. I don't know. So anyway, um, thank you. Thank you for coming on the podcast. Well, thank you for inviting yeah, me over in. to talk. Of course. That's awesome. Anytime. So we're yeah, just talking about, like, the condition of the trail right now. It's, it's pretty wet. wet. It's wet. <laughs> and the problem is not just that it's been wet, you know, it's that we've had a couple of heavy rains. We've had continual heavy rains since November. And now we're having windstorms that are, the, the root systems are so compromised right. that the trail is full of blowdowns. And, you know, it's just, it's it's going to be some challenges for people that we don't normally have to deal with. And, and the funny thing is that when most people post on social media, like, what's, what's the condition of the trail? You know, and I know, that, well, the trail could still be hikeable. It's just getting to the trailhead on these yes. forest roads yes. that you may not be able to ever get to. I love it when people go, yes, uh, I need you to take me to the... Uh, Georgia or to the North Carolina uh, Georgia line and I'm like well you can't get there from here you have to walk <laughs> yeah. oh no 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 there's a road I saw it on the map <laughs> right, and I'm right, like, right. listen <laughs> I've been up there on that road but you're not going to find many people that will take you up no, there on no, that road no and in fact the last time we saw you you came to our trail magic table at Hickory Flats Cemetery. Awesome. That was yes. the last time. I have pictures of that. I have pictures of everything. You know, I have oh, like yeah. a, I have a Tupperware tote bigger than this table full of the old polar, the old film pictures that were developed. Oh wow! Oh, that's, and that's crazy. crazy I'm, I'm coming over for coffee. I, I, I've got to see this. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to see this. So what's what's the what's the gig now as far as you know this year? What's that going to be like for you? And I don't know. Um, last year I did something different. Because I think I'm at a point, you know, 10 years on the road that I've really enjoyed it. But I have grandchildren, I have family, and, you know, I have a lot of things going on. And, and I'm kind of tired of that van yoga. I've lived in a van for 10 years. And I still love waking up in the van and sleeping in the van and, 
and what I'm able to do and what the van means to people. I'm just tired of living in the van. So I'm looking at some different options. Last year, I supported, um, more directly supported an individual than I've ever done before uh, that had a little camper. And we, so I got a little different flavor. I'm not real sure I like that either. So I'm looking for something in between. Right, right. Uh, but this year I have started a YouTube channel. Um, Hiker TV is going to be a venue for sharing the magic of the trail experience. And there's lots of people telling everyone how to hike. There's lots of people telling everybody what they need to carry hiking. There's lots of people telling everybody a lot of things about hiking. I'm not trying to teach anyone to hike the trail. It's just walking. Right. All the rest of it, we mess up right between our ears. <laughs> I just want to be there to share these moments. I want to be there to share this. One of my old, my new crazy friends meeting my new trail grandbaby and you know, the, everything that happens around the trail that makes it important to people. Well, I, I think you're right. I mean, I, I couldn't, I had to stop watching backpacking videos because if one more person told me what was in their ditty sack, you know, yeah. I just, it, to me, it's like, it's more important as I, and this is me getting older too. It's more important for me just to be on the trail. Yes. You know, I mean, if my gear leaks or my tent leaks or something doesn't work, it's, I'm more grateful to be on the trail than than anything else because I don't know how much longer that would mean for me. You know, gear, I don't know when fails. I'm not going to be able to get on that. Gear fails, and, and not the right. And every piece of gear is not right for everyone. Now, my big thing this past season, watching YouTube videos and last season as well, is a number of people have started telling people that these sexy, beautiful peppies are your, what you need to bring, but you don't need a fleece. You have to pick one. And I'm like, oh, you don't pick one. No, no this, this, is a, this is a luxury, this is a luxury item right. for dry, cold days, which right. we have not had two in a row of right. in the South. So you have to have an insulating layer that will, content, will, that will maintain an R value even when it's wet because we're both wearing our rain jackets. Yeah. If we were hiking in these on a wet, cold day, that fleece is going to be tissue, wet, useless tissue by the end of the day. It's yep. not going to keep you warm at all. And then it's not going to dry. Well, there's such a push for ounces to be depleted right. from your bag you know, we that went it through, does take. You know that we went through this stage about right around 2000, and we called them the go lot and go freeze your ass off people. Right, right. <laughs> okay? <laughs> right. Because, unfortunately, the idea of going light and becomes an addiction to people not after they've hiked and carried a heavy backpack and they start thinking, you know, I think I could do better. I think I could change this and I think I could change that and start lightening up. We're talking about people that have never taken their first step ever on any trail right. anywhere right. that want to be the uber-duber hike lightweight hiker dude oh my, oh my gosh have a they delivered ice cream. a strawberry ice cream delivered to our table this is amazing that is amazing <laughs> homemade uh, strawberry is, ice cream this is trail Thank magic you, at its finest <laughs> i like it this wow. is beautiful it doesn't get much better than this you mm. yes he just made it so it's interesting oh my gosh that's, you, that is that's good. good you were just talking about you know, these are the people that we're talking about, uh, these newbies that are that are hitting the trail and trying to explore something. You were just talking about how social media plays a huge part in this talk that you had just done. Um, mm -hmm. 
let's finish that conversation. Okay. Um, th that conversation is kind of going it's to, it's a long conversation. It will take all year. So all throughout the year, I would love to stay in touch with you guys. One of the things I want Hiker TV to be is more of a network for putting a way for, a way for people to find podcasts and a way for people to find a, maybe a little bit more vetted than just doing a YouTube search. Right. And going, oh my gosh, this guy has 495,000 hits. He must be the most knowledgeable, experienced, best backpacker in the world. So I'm going to watch every one of his videos and I will be successful at what I'm doing. And that, that has nothing to do with your success on doing a long distance hike. Because you're going to learn what you need to do to make your hike work on the go. Absolutely. While you're doing it. And if you already think you have failed day three because you haven't done a 20 mile day yet. Right. I'm like, who, what YouTube, what uber duber super YouTube hiker, instant hiker have you been watching? Yeah. Because some of them I yell at. I yelled at, <laughs> I yell, I, I yelled at, I yelled at one last year because he had posted a video that was very visited several hundred thousand people looked at this video where he told them you don't need to bring a poop shovel you can dig a six inch hole with your foot and i said all right you Do dig it. a six inch <laughs> hole with your foot i will buy you a steak dinner yeah especially when the ground's frozen you are not going to dig a six inch hole with your foot you might dig a six inch trench <laughs> but then there's still going to be a flower on top of it and then <laughs> I promise you my shit-eating dog is going to find it yeah but so, and but it's just but the question is though then did he follow up with a YouTube video yes. of him actually pooping no it? nope and but did he, he, no one ever that, that's the one YouTube video I've never seen of I'm gonna actually show you I, that would be a good coming one. out of my butt in this catalog because it's not, I don't think I need that much information <laughs> That's I have one. children, you know, and I've had I've been around hikers for years. I've had my toilet blown up more than once. Speaking of which, blowing up toilets is, brings up a conversation we had earlier. Do you you hiked in two thousand and three? Yep. Do you remember a guy named Teflon? Mm -mm. Okay, Teflon hiked in two thousand and three. This is a story, an aside story about blowing up toilets and trail magic. Okay. <laughs> two thousand and three happened to be the year that Teflon hiked. And he had norovirus, one of those big norovirus, you know, sweep through everybody. And spent several days in my house recovering from, you know, illness, along with another eight or ten of his very best friends that were doing the same thing. Um, so, long to make a long story short, I never saw or heard from Teflon again until night before last. Night before last, I get a message and says, "We underst I understand that you don't have a room for the ATKO because they had forgot to put the re my reservation into the system. So I didn't have a room for this year. And that's okay, I was gonna stay in my car um, or tent or, you know, I, it didn't matter. I was still yeah. gonna be here. And he says, so I just wanted to let you know that I found out you didn't have a room and you have a room now. Teflon 2003, who is the ranger here in this park now. That is Ranger. So that kind of trail magic and that kind of bringing back that memory and he doesn't know it yet but I have a picture of him from 2003 that I'm going to pull out and go show him because oh, that's what surprised. people don't understand is how right. this trail ties people together in a way that you know that this long and he still thought 
I can do this for Miss Janet. I can make this happen. And it means a lot to me. Wow. Yeah, I mean, that's what the trail is. I mean, it's we just talked about that all day today. It's, it's just that connection that you have somehow, some way with somebody else that you've met that it just bonds you forever. You know, it, it, it just bring it. You just have that story. You know, his story was like, man, Miss Janet, she's probably never going to talk to me again. And then, <laughs> you know, and then you guys, you know, he gets to help you. I mean, it's a great story. It's a and, great story. And honestly, it happens. It happens so often. I tell people that, you know, trail magic, and when I say trail magic, I'm not talking about food. I'm not talking about a lot of the things that people think of as trail magic. Yeah. I'm talking about the things that matter. The moment that it, that matters, and and that can be earth-given, God-given, another person, you know, some accomplishment you gave yourself that you yeah. just that you just had, and you give yourself that little pat on the back. That is, that's true trail magic. Are the moments that matter, and so you, calling it the magic of the trail, because this experience is almost inexplicably hard to explain to anyone. It just you can't do it. They have to actually experience it, be out yeah. and be around everybody and watch what's happening and go, this is crazy. I'm not, <laughs> this I want to do this. Unreal. <laughs> well, I think your idea about Hiker TV is awesome because well, thank you. Because that is the thing. It's like if, if I'm if I'm home watching a hundred videos about gear, I'm not on the trail. You know, like I yes. The whole the whole point <laughs> is to get out there. Right. And even if you don't have ambitions to through hike, even if you just, you know, even even just to get out there, the trail is going to teach you everything you need yes. to know. Yes. I, that's one of the things that I, I feel like, unfortunately, because people are such good YouTube students that they sit down because everything I need to learn how to do, everybody goes, go to YouTube, Google it. You can learn how to change a you know fan blade on your van. You can you, you, you can do all this stuff, just YouTube it. They'll tell you how to do it. But there's a, such a difference in someone telling you how to walk right. and walking with right. 40 pounds on your back. There's right, a right, big right. difference. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not, you know, I don't think that people can tell you how to do that. They can give you their best advice. Unfortunately, most of the people that are doing very exceptional jobs of being a YouTube personality, influencer, whatever you want to call them, have actually never put any of this to to work yet, to experience yet. So you get tired of seeing these, you know, hey, this is my gear, you know, and this is what's in my stuff sack, and this is, you know, do my pack shakedown for me. You know, what they, what the choices that they made have not been tested yet. Right. They have not tested right, right, those right. choices. Absolutely. And even though that may be verbatim what you what somebody else was carrying, it may not work for them. Well, and that's the thing. It's like, you know, your hike, I know a lot of people say hike your own hike, but it truly is, you know, like I could get the exact same gear that you have. We could both hike together on the Appalachian Trail and have completely two different experiences. Absolutely. Your gear may work, my gear may be miserable. The shoes that everyone said that they were the best could give they me blisters all over. Absolutely. I tell people, you, you just you just start walking. And as long as you're willing to give your body and give yourself a chance to learn to live in the woods, dig those six-inch holes, right? Uh, and, you know, cook and, and manage your, your, your warmth and your moisture and, you know, the things that are important for, for being comfortable on the trail. 
um, those things come with experience and time. You have right. to actually go right. do it. So if you think you're a failure because you're not doing 20 miles a day in your first week, then you've watched way too many YouTube channels. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I agree. And, and there's no such thing as, as, as far as failing, there's no such thing. As once you get on the trail, you're there. The success, I tell the story all the time. I cried when I got on the Appalachian Trail in 2003. It, I mean, it was raining. <laughs> Good reason to cry. But I was so, I was so like, I, I think the journey to get on the trail is almost like you're, you know, we, we, we told this to a friend of, of ours. They're like, well, how do I prep for the Appalachian Trail? I go, you've been prepping your whole life. It's called adversity. There you go. <laughs> you know, there if you, you can adapt in your life to things that come at you and life isn't fair. Mother Nature isn't fair, nope. you know, and if you can adapt well, you're probably going to be pretty successful on the trail. If you can't adapt well, you're going to have a hard time adapting on the trail. Right. You, you don't change just because you get on the trail. And for me, like, I was in tears. I, because I had worked so hard to give up everything to, to do something I wanted to do, get out of the corporate world, you know, and just finally do something I, I truly love. And it seemed like that journey was almost as hard as the hike itself. Have you heard the saying that the, it's, a, it's an old saying, has nothing to do with through hiking. You know, you know how you can tell that it has nothing to do with through hiking? Because the saying says a trip of a thousand miles begins with the first step. Right. And that's often the very hardest. Yeah. Leaving comfort, leaving home, leaving friends, leaving family, routine and taking yourself into an environment that unfortunately a lot of people believe that hikers you know that if they're not involved in the in the hiking community and they're just maybe on the fringes maybe a business or whatever they think that everyone out here is granola crunching hippies that are already living in the woods anyway <laughs> and then they decide to go hike for six months and when i tell them that do you realize that there are people every night and i when, when i say people i'm saying if there's 10 people there five of them could be the first time they've ever slept in a tent right. is their first night on the trail right. you know they put a backpack on they put their boots on in this parking lot and they walked up that mountain walked up these stairs and it's the first hike of their lives oh, yeah. and I cannot tell you how many of those people I'm at Katahdin with and I get to see what the trail has done for them and watch their confidence and their just their personalities change and it's pretty amazing. Yeah, I mean, it's absolutely right. You, you don't know what the trail is going to teach you. You just have to be open-minded to, like, you know, for me, and I'm still doing this in my life, I, I am constantly trying to unlearn everything that I thought was supposed to be right when I was growing up. Right. And so, and that's hard. That's, that's not comfortable sometimes mm -hmm. to unlearn something. And so, like Ariana and I, you know, we, we bought an Airstream, we got the van going now, and we're just going to be on the road. And So what, hey darling, and so what are you guys doing this year? So we are, we're taking our podcast on the road. Our goal is to backpack in all 50 states. Beautiful. And we, um, so we've been renovating uh, Airstream for <laughs> two years. I'm excited for you. And so we've got the van, and so we just were out in the desert for three weeks in the van. Where were you? RTR and the courtside. Okay, and yes. Every, and then we went up to, we went up I to. I wanted to go so bad, and, and he, <laughs> because I've heard of all these things, and I'm like, yes, I want to go, but I don't have a car. So I just got to 
look at it on YouTube, even though I was only two hours away. <laughs> I wish I would have known. It would come pick you I up. I know. We would have come and picked you up. Well, I went no to, idea. I am a medical tourist. I went to Mexico for the first time in my life. I know. To go have dental work done. <laughs> I wasn't really on vacation. I was, right. I, I had to have some procedures done. And I, but I would have loved to have gone. It would have been amazing. I would have come and picked you up. I saw a post hey, from maybe you. maybe next year. You were posting like these desert photographs all of a sudden, and you are like, yes, guess where I'm at? And I'm like, ooh, I'll bet you you're close. Listen, those pictures were taken pretty much from a one-hour rental car that I had to take to drive from Phoenix to Algodones, to, to Yuma. Um, and I... I I didn't want to take the car and turn it back in because there's still, I had so much I wanted to see. Wow, that's, that is hilarious. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you thank for you. being on our thank podcast. Thank you very much. Um, and you asked me for some words of wisdom. I was thinking about this. Yes, give Okay, you want to hear my wisdom. words of wisdom? Absolutely. Okay. I know everybody else does. This if is big, you guys are better listening. planning on hiking, and these are not my words, but someone said them to me one day, and I looked at them, and I said, that's kind of all you really need to know. Drink before you're thirsty, eat before you're starving, and rest before you're exhausted. And if most people would just do those three little things on a long day hike, they would be taking care of the things that need to be taken care of, and all the rest of it would be easier to deal with. There you go. Very, and you've heard good. it from Miss Janet. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, guys. Oh, by my the, God. It's by the way. Awesome. Yes, sir. Thank you for encouraging me in 2003. You're very welcome. Can, I really appreciate that. Can I that. give you a hug and another kiss? Yes. All right, good. Excellent. Because I'm a hugger. Wow. Very good. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you. <laughs> so we have had a blast at the ATKO 2019. The, the cool thing is just being out here in Tennessee. City. Oh, yeah. I mean, we're out here with equipment, a microphone, and, yeah. and people are like, staring at us, wondering what we're doing. Um, the, probably the most exciting thing is, is getting to meet people that we would have never gotten to meet otherwise. Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. Getting to hear their stories. Most of the conversation is off air. That's where it gets really good, where we really get to know them. And then um, we bring them on into the podcast and get to hear completely different stories so it, the the beauty really is in the conversation and connection again what the trail ultimately is all about is it's the connection and and, and yeah and it's people it's it's, it's, it's the all people that people. make up the trail you guys thank you so much for listening um of course you can find our podcast on itunes spotify stitcher podbean and all the radio and the radio public app available for ios and android um, if you like our podcast, please go to iTunes and give it a review, make a comment. It really helps uh, our podcast uh, get found on iTunes and other podcatchers. You can also go to patreon.com forward slash trust the trail and support our podcast. We would really appreciate everybody uh, being a part of our, of our outdoor community and our Patreon page. So thank you guys so much. You know, we, we know this for sure. We 100% we know this, that it's the people that make up the trail. The trail accompanies, accompanies a lot of life. It, you know, it teaches you adversity. It teaches you, like, how to get through things, to push through things. And that's why we trust the trail so much. So remember, 
you're thinking about going out there, remember one thing. Trust the trail, you guys. We'll see you later. Bye.